Um, hello and welcome back, hopefully, to the <laughs> Point and Laugh podcast with your hosts, Skylar and Kaylin. Oh my god. Um, if you are listening via not YouTube, um, and you can't see us, the little noise we we do a cute little clap. It would be, it's it's really cute. You you don't get it. You don't get it. It's fine. <laughs> it's like a it's like a feminine high five. Not like your average high five, but like we make it girly pop. And it sucks because like this is the one day I forgot to put my rings on. So it's the one day Ugh. that like it was the softest little noise. Damn it. My the, uniform. The one day that you can't inflict pain on me. <laughs> Wasted. Wasted. What's the fucking point of having rings then? If I can't like be a mafia boss and just have like, oh, she's killed people. If oh. I have like a ring on every hand and then I'm like, kiss my rings, please. Kiss my ass, ass please. <laughs> Um, today, today we have a, um, I was gonna say a very exciting topic. It's really not that exciting. It's actually like kind of really depressing. It's soul crushing, especially like considering me, my birthday is this weekend. So if you want to talk about like mortality and aging and uh, a woman's worth, depending on her age, if you think that's important to us in everyday life, how about someone who's one more year around the sun, baby? Like... Your brain is going to be fully developed, though. How does that feel? Can you feel it, like, forming from goop? I I can feel it trying to actively escape from my stupid cranium. I imagine our brains are just, like, alphabet soup, and then once you turn 24, like, the letters actually spell something, you know? Have you seen a Goopy movie? Yes! Oh my god, yeah. High Dad Soup. So cute! Now I want to watch a Goofy movie. Oh my god, that movie made me, I don't know why, but when I was a kid, I so badly wanted to make a can of soup with like a cigarette lighter from the car. Like, do you remember how they did that? Yeah. I was always like, oh my god, if I'm ever like trapped in my car and like can't leave, I can make soup. Damn it, you're so lucky. All that I got, my main takeaway from watching a Goofy movie is how much I wanted Max Goof. Not who's the who's the um like hot like poetry um that's from the sequel I didn't know about that oh the yet. sequel they made two of them maybe I, that's the only one I've seen now that I'm no no the, I've alphabet, only seen one the alphabet soup one is from the first one and then they made a sequel where he goes off to college oh and like participates in the X Games I think I've only seen that one I think I'm fabricating the, the, the alphabet games? soup yeah there's like there is a movie there there is a movie. No, I know, I know, but I think you're saying it, and by you saying it, I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, no, that, like, totally happened, and I think in my brain, I'm, like, connecting dots that aren't there. Um, I don't think I've seen the first one. Anyway. Well, I know what we're doing after this podcast ends. Good. Woot, woot. Anyway, um, aging, getting older, decaying. Oh my god, yeah, speaking of um, aging, that movie was so long ago. And yet, um, perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if um, it hasn't been made clear yet, because we haven't really been explicit about it, we are talking about um, aging and just like especially the societal pressures of women to remain youthful their entire lives, despite it being physically impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, I don't know what you have to say, but I'm going to make a quick disclaimer. Um, what I am going to be speaking about is going to be like, speaking about gender in very like binary terms um so i just want to make that like i guess clear from the the start that like that that is how this is being framed um Mm. within my notes i I just realized a quick side claim because i also am talking very binary about like you know women do this and men do that yeah yeah i think it's because like honestly um i haven't 
you don't see a lot of like examples of an older non-binary crowd. Um, maybe you would have if Ronald Reagan didn't aid in the killing of um, thousands of them in the 80s. Maybe you would have seen more LGBTQ older people who thrived. Anyway, capitalism. Speaking of aging and dying, it's not going to be a very happy one, you guys. We can try to make. We can try to laugh. Point and yeah. laugh, as they say. We'll try. <laughs> we'll try our goddamn hardest. But honestly, like, this is kind of a soul-crushing thing. Because aging goes hand-in-hand hand with death. And that's not a very, like, yeah. you know, we don't want to be true crime podcast besties that are like, ha-ha, and then they got murdered. He-he-he-he. Maybe she should have worn Raycon earbuds. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> so we can, we can try to put levity in as much as we can. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be buckle in, ladies. Yeah. And I will also say... Um, I really was trying to think, because I, I think whenever we have like a heavier topic like this, I really, at the end, like feel the need to kind of wrap it up and be like, okay, so like, what can we do? You know, what can we do to change this? Um, and with this topic, there really is nothing we can do as individuals. Um, I can think of one, but I'll save it. Okay, okay. I mean, like there are things, but it's hard because it's like, I feel like in order for any like substantial change to like happen, it would have to be on a collective level, which mm-hmm. is obviously like very hard to on achieve. On a global level. Yeah. So um, many billion people. How do we decide? Did you finish counting how many people there are in the world yet? Oh, no, no. I haven't finished the, um, the Where's Waldo um, <laughs> scene that has all of the people in the world. Damn. Um, Am I, I making a funny face I haven't in counted it? them all. Huh? In the picture of the whole people in the whole world, am I making a stupid face? No, no, you look stunning. Hell you yeah. You look very youthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, let's let's just get right into it. Absolutely. Yay! Um, so I, I, I think the the first thing that I, I kind of think of when discussing this topic is just like how early on like women are indoctrinated into this like ideal standard of beauty. Um, And I think especially when it comes to like women aging and how that is considered so grotesque in so many scenarios, I think especially in media, I think back to like, I don't know, obviously think of childhood, you think of like Disney and Disney princesses perhaps. Um, And I, I think of how a lot of the villains or at least the female villains in a lot of those Disney movies are quote unquote like old hags who are mm. jealous of like the youth and vitality of the young princess and they and they're like, I used to be like that, blah blah blah. Um, or they're they like, you know, create some magic potion that like disguises them as this like youthful creature who's so beautiful. Um, and just how like villainized older women are in media from such a young age. Uh, so I just want to like really jump on in. Oh yeah, no, um, no, take it away. <laughs> no, because like because my animation history brain like oh my god part yeah of the, part of the reason is because is okay not Disney didn't invent media not to be a Disney adult about it and be like Disney is the source of any and all like movies like they didn't invent film or any sort of tropes but like even going back to like you know the Grimm's fairy tales mm-hmm. but especially you know Disney because we talk about it and it's easy to like throw tomatoes because we know of it um, women were not actually allowed to be in any part of like the story department um, any like design department they were allowed to be colorists so if you wanted to be a woman and be hired at the walt disney company you either had to be like i mean some artists were allowed to be in like pre-pro design work where they like looking at like but mostly if you wanted to be a woman and work at the disney company you had to be like coloring in 
other people's established work. So I don't think it's a coincidence that mm-hmm. no women were ever actually involved in the storytelling making of any of these. Again, they didn't, Disney did not invent the trope mm-hmm. of like the no. youthful, whatever, but even Grimm's fairy tale, like the brothers wrote them, collected yes. them, so deciphered them, the Bible, you know, like how often you see all these tropes of like women being like jealous, how many of them, women themselves were not actually allowed to tell those stories yeah that i jump in keep keep going well and and even like speaking historically like i i feel like you can kind of link this these parameters of of beauty back to when like kings were literally marrying 12 year olds because they were like young and fertile and they were going to have like the longest span of time to bear children and rear children because that was like the king's legacy and if they Mm -hmm. you know if they had sons and and all and and all of that so it definitely links back to the i don't know i i I hate to say like the, the the biological like standard of um mm-hmm. what men back then were like looking for in in a wife like they weren't looking for someone to like laugh with and have thoughtful conversation <laughs> like they were literally just w- looking for like a young hot thing that could give them children not even talking like european like we're talking like ancient greek yeah we're talking Romans. Yeah. we're talking again like this is still i can only speak on white people history sorry i'm sure maybe it was different in like ancient ghana i don't know but I can only speak on what I, I only know what I know. So uh, I only know white people history. And white people history, people are weird about women. God, there's even a, like a quote that I swear to God jumps straight out from like year five, where it's like some ass on the internet will go, if she can bleed, she can breed. Yeah. And I'm like, oop, I got my first period when I was 12. Ooh, I think you should go to jail. Ooh, yeah, you should maybe, you should maybe go to jail. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, like historically, I feel like that's kind of where like the idea originates. And then mm-hmm. like, Obviously, that has changed in more recent years, but mm-hmm. I think that general idea of, like, youth is beautiful and old is ugly um, has kind of, like, permeated our current, like, culture. Um, and and even, like, you know, obviously I was talking about, um, you know, like, Disney and kind of, like, when we're children, but, like, even in more recent times, like, I, w- I will say I'm big fans of the movie, like, Barbarian and X, um, but a huge part of both of those films are, like, the body horror that comes from, like, these old aging women and their naked bodies and how, like, disgusting they are simply because they're old. Yeah, the first episode of The Last of Us, you have the woman, like, losing her mind in the background, you have the, uh, one of the scary scenes in it is the naked woman who just like the sight of her being naked and you're mm-hmm. just like yeah like that's that in and of itself is a jump scare yeah um there's even that scene in like the well, the last harry potter movies where like the snake is using that old woman as like a a shield and then you're just like something's wrong with that old hag and then she opens her mouth and a snake pops out and you're like i know it yes i knew it we are just constantly being fed these depictions of elderly women as like grotesque and horrible creepy yeah off-putting it is almost never in a context where like they are beautiful and kind and at the at the kindest they're like endearing granny yeah which is like but never in a sexual way yeah because then if they're if old people having sex is like in like 
comedy movies because they're like, yeah, oh, grandma getting it. That's weird. And that's the funny. But how many times have you seen in media like a much older man like having sex with a younger woman? And that's not considered grotesque. Like the old man isn't considered grotesque in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in certain contexts, like maybe he is, but like not to the same level that like mm-hmm. just simply seeing the aging body of an old woman is in our media. And even like like this truly permeates like all aspects of media like if you think about like even youtube um and to be fair it's like targeted ads so obviously like i think a lot of men probably aren't getting these ads so it's probably women maybe women who um surround themselves in like the beauty community on on youtube or um Mm -hmm. you know the fitness community or or anything that kind of has to deal with like your general like aesthetic appearance you are getting targeted with ads that are like anti-aging serums or this new miracle supplement that's going to make you Olay, lose 10 pounds. Age rewind. Y- yeah. And and it's just like you you literally cannot escape this I- idea. Um I was just going to briefly speaking of media. This maybe this will add some some levity to the conversation. Um have you have you heard of Milf Manor? No. The new hit reality TV I show. I want to go to there. <laughs> the new hit. Um, Cody Co released a video on it. Um, I do want to watch it. It's on Discovery Plus, which um, I mooch off my parents' account because they're like obsessed with TLC and stuff. Um, <laughs> typical, I know. Um, but mode. yeah, Milf Manor is literally. <laughs> It's literally like a reality dating show where um, they take a bunch of MILFs and they put them in a mansion. Um, And of course, all of these MILFs have sons that are, you know, in like their 20s. um, And they basically are dating each other's sons. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh my god, I almost forgot, I almost forgot. Um, They have to, in in the manor, they are sharing a bedroom with their own son. (laughs) So, like, if their no, son no, wants no, to bring no, a woman no, no, over, no, 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 they have to no, kick no, their mom no, out. No, no, or, like, no, if their no, mom no, wants to bring, no, like, their, their hot young no, thing. No, 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 fuck, no, no, oh my god. It's no horrible. amount of therapy will ever make this moment okay. For some reason, I just it's know horrible. Freud is behind it. Like, I can, <laughs> I can smell him. I can get a whiff of Freud from a mile away. It's, um, it's horrible. I don't really have much else to comment on um, about that. Other than, well, I guess earlier, but before we started recording, we were kind of talking about, like, the idea of the MILF and how, like, Mm -hmm. older women are only deemed attractive if they're, like, under the, I guess, umbrella of, like, what dictates a MILF. Exactly. For, okay, I know that this is, like, a very, maybe you can just figure it out, but who knows? Maybe you don't know what a MILF is. It's a mom I'd like to fuck. Mm -hmm. Dilf is dad I'd like to fuck. You got a gilf if you really want to get special and it's grandma, grandpa, I'd like to, whatever. But, okay, so DILFs, and again, like, not to say that anti-aging is, like, a women-exclusive problem, because, like, then men will come out and be like, actually, like, it involves everybody. But I'm like, sure, men don't want to go bald. Yeah. I, do we want to get into it now? What, DILFs and MILFs are getting going No, well, complete your thought on DILFs and MILFs, and then, because I have something to say about male beauty standards. But um, I guess the the big difference is, like, how we view... Uh, the aging man versus the sorry, so the idea of dilfs. So the dilfs have the internet in a chokehold, as they should, um, especially because like I think Pedro Pascal deserves literally everything. So he every time he I swear to God every time Pedro Pascal stars in like uh, franchise dilfs become the hot new thing. He's like literally like the dilf daddy. He's the daddy of daddies. 
Anyway, the, the Dilfs have the internet in a chokehold, as do any man who get, like, a little salt and pepper, a little mm-hmm. more rugged. They get, like, you know, a little um, fuzz on their face. You get, like, little, you know, set lines in their face. Like, the, when you look older, you look, like, sexier. Like, the thing that came with Ryan Reynolds, Brad Pitt, where it's, like, you were hot before, but now you've aged into yourself a little bit. You're, like, bourbon. MILFs are also popular online, don't get me wrong, but, like, MILFs aren't also, like, your average mom. Like, okay, the the internet is a wide and vast place, and there are fetishes about everything, so I'm sure they're, like, there's a corner of the internet that loves moms exactly as you know with them. But aside from, like, the meme of, like, having a Pixar mom body where it's, like, mm. tiny waist, big ass, like, th- like thighs. Child-rearing hips. Um, the internet, I... The internet's idea of a MILF still keeps it tight, keeps everything very perky and toned with they got like that blowout hair. Yeah, and they're, like, she's looking, the Pilates mom. Looking at the pool boy with like Prada sunglasses on as she sunbathes at the pool. Like it's a distorted like porn mom. Mm-hmm. Like it's not your mom. It's a version of like a hot mom. It's basically like a MILF. The internet's idea of a MILF is like a supermodel, but like you photoshopped little wrinkles next to her eyes. Yeah. Tiny ones. And like that's the only way that you can the internet can imagine a woman aging is like not looking any different, but just looking a little older, maybe a little more gray. Yeah. Well, and it's not even like that old, like the average, like quote unquote milf is going to be between like 40 and 50. Yeah. You got the, like the Stacy's mom. Yeah. You got the like, Hey, Miss Parker. It's just another, like even your idea of a, a, like an acceptable version to sell of like an aging woman is still like hard for everyone to be. Yes. Yes. Um, so I have much to say Let's about the beauty standards of men. Um, I read this really amazing essay by Susan Sontag. Um, it's called the, oops, sorry, I keep hitting the table. Um, it's called the double standard of aging. Um, I will say there is a weird kind of racist part in it, um, that I won't be discussing, but, um, if you do read the essay, um, just, yeah, just know that that's in there. Um, but there's this really great, wait. <laughs> there's this really great quote. I'm just trying to stay young. Um, there's everybody's a sexy baby part two. <laughs> um, there's this really great quote, and actually all the quotes that I'm gonna share are, are from that essay. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think it really goes very in depth to like the the double standard of aging between men and women and like how this idea was created and all these things. Um, So the quote is beauty women's business in this society is the theater of their enslavement. Only one standard of female beauty is sanctioned the girl. The great advantage men have is that our culture allows two standards of male beauty, the boy and the man. A man does not grieve what he um, when he loses the smooth, unlined, hairless skin of a boy, for he has only exchanged one form of attractiveness for another, the darker skin of a man's face, roughened by daily shaving, showing the marks of emotion and the normal lines of age. There is no equivalent of the second standard for women. Yeah. Which, which like... This is so dumb. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no. No, but it's fucking not. It's fucking not. Because literally, like, the more I was, like, delving into this topic, the more angry I fucking got. Because I'm like, this is simply so unfair. And there's truly, I mean, like, no way to escape it unless you just choose to take an act of rebellion and just like age normally and be confident in that. And that is really the only way. But even, even if you choose that route, you know that other people are going to judge you because of it. And other people are going to comment on your appearance because of it. So there's literally no fucking winning. But then if you're a man, 
you're allowed to age and you are allowed to become this man. But as a woman, you have to remain a girl. You have to remain this like tight teenage girl, this 22 year old girl, like whatever. Not even then sometimes. Sometimes like the Lolita principle is Mm -hmm. also like you just, when she said girl, I didn't like, I didn't always take that as like, you know, being in your teens and your 20s, even though like like the most popular porn category is like barely legal, just turned 18, Mm -hmm. teen. Um, but also like just little girl, um, like the hairless, giddy, wrinkle free girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hairless is really, really the, the kicker. Um, throw up. Yeah. But it, it's like, it's, it's not that men don't have their own like beauty standards to acquiesce to. It's rather that the female parameters of beauty are so much narrower and so much impossible. Let's be fucking honest, impossible to achieve, literally impossible to achieve unless you are like a genetic miracle. Um, You're growing in a lab. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it is just so frustrating that like, like not to say that like, I don't know. I, I think especially like the whole balding issue, like so many men are so self-conscious of that. And it's like, okay, you are self-conscious of something that like might happen to you. It doesn't even happen to all men. No woman is not a victim of, of this like beauty parameter that has been mm-hmm. set. Like it is something that every single woman has thought of. Um, and I, I think something that I was really thinking about as as I was doing more research about this is that like although this is a standard that was originally like created and set by men you know like during times where like child rearing was kind of the biggest priority throughout the decades it has become women's labor to perpetuate this standard like men don't even have to fucking do the work to continue this standard it is women who are taking the labor of that and are pushing it onto everyone else and, and like, not to, not to be like, it's women's fault because obviously it's fucking not. But like, if other women didn't care so much about maintaining their youth, like, would this idea still thrive in the way that it does currently? Mm-hmm. I know we like ripped apart the, the trope of like the old woman that's like jealous of the youth, but it's kind of honestly hard not to be a little bit. There's my, unfortunately, the old hag might have some things to say because like <laughs> the old hag may be thinking because <laughs> like not to, you know what? I'm going to bring up Taylor Swift uh, in this academic sphere because like when she talks about like the freedom of girlhood where it's like, I can't scream as loud as I want to anymore. I can't like just be messy and rough. Like sometimes you just look at a little girl just like living her life and you're just like, I, you got a big storm coming yeah, and you don't even know it. And it's, am, it's, it's, it feels inevitable. Well, and I think this happens from such a young age too. Like I, I, I think oh, okay. it is such a common experience for like daughters to constantly be reminded of like their mother's own fleeting youth and then seeing reflections of like their, what their own future has to hold. Like, yeah, I'm, I feel like <laughs> so many, you, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So many women, e- even if like, this isn't your mother, maybe it's your aunt, maybe it's your grandma, whoever, like they always comment and say things. I remember when I used to eat a burger without a care in the world, be careful what you eat. You won't have that metabolism forever. Or when they're like, oh my God, I used to fit into like a double zero. It's like, stop stop because you you are reflecting your own insecurities onto your daughter and then making them hyper aware of their own figure their own metabolism their own and and it's things like that where like 
when you are being validated on like potentially unhealthy things. Here's here's my whole thing. Here's my whole thing with like this entire subject. Um, maybe we just don't comment on people's appearance, period. Period. Even if you're like, oh my God, you look so good today. Oh my God, like you look so young for your age. Like even, yeah, which is such a fucking backhanded compliment. Please never tell a woman that ever. Um, but like, even even if you it, even if you're meaning it in a positive way, like maybe say something like, "Oh my god, like I love your sense of style. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love the way you styled your hair today. Oh my god, like your makeup looks fantastic." Things like that that aren't like that still have to do with their appearance, but aren't like they, the the effort that they put into it. Yes, yes. Because here's the thing: when I had my fucking eating disorder, people were constantly being like, "Oh my god, you look so great." which then validated what I was doing. So then I continued to eat way less than I should have because I was like, oh my God, no, like I'm, what I'm doing is right. What I'm doing is right is because people are giving me all this attention and people are telling me how great I look. So I have to continue this unhealthy like way of living because so many people are validating me for it. So I'm like, maybe we just like don't comment on people's appearances like in general. Yeah, this idea of like chasing fleeting youth is so poisonous and this is, again like you were saying this is how you get women in their 30s and 40s who maybe had kids young and they didn't get to live out their teens and 20s and youth the way that they wanted who are now suddenly faced with their own like mortality like they look in the mirror and they're like they see wrinkles they didn't see before they see gray mm-hmm. hairs they didn't see before they see like sagging like skin or whatever that they didn't get to see and it gives them a complex maybe like they're surrounded by like younger people in like their workforce or their friend group that like really make them think that like they're the old one out and like mm-hmm. that gives them a complex about their own age and that like maybe will force them to alter their own appearance and personality to like fit in with like the younger crowd because they don't want to admit that they've gotten any older and who maybe call their daughters and desperately ask them if they look young today or if this dress makes her look young that she stole from your sister's closet or they constantly complain that they look old and they wait for you to tell them no. So like we're moving on <laughs> and like i brought up earlier that like there's a there's a recent tiktok trend where like girls dress their moms up as them and like i get that that can also be kind of weird because it's like wow not every mom can fit in their teens clothing and like you can know you just know that their moms are like look at me i can still fit in your jeans at 30 whatever but you see these older women and like the the tiktok trend is like they walk out with like their usual garb and then the music changes and they walk out with like their daughter's clothes and like hair and makeup whatever the trendy hair makeup clothes and you realize how much of aging is just a social construct like they all look about 10 years younger in those makeover videos they got like that glow about them still they're bouncing up and down and you like you realize like how many women go like all right well i'm 30 i can't wear this anymore yeah and just like decide to like put on perimeters of like what they think is quote-unquote proper for their age when they could just dress the way they want to and people would probably just view them the way that they view them and not necessarily feel like they had to i would argue i would argue that because society fucking hates women uh, (laughs) i think even in situations like that even if you have like a woman who is you know like staying with the times and 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 um you know following like current younger fashion trends and things like that who do you think she's fooling 
Yes, exactly. People are gonna be like, oh my God, she's so desperate. Yeah, she's so like in denial about how old exactly. she actually is. So it's like, there's no fucking winning. There's Correct. literally just no winning. Um, and and I, th- I think you're so right where like, I, I have been reflecting a lot recently on, I mean, especially like living in LA, I feel like we're very surrounded by um, plastic surgery and the reality of it and how accessible, or I shouldn't say how accessible it is because truly it's not. There's like a huge financial barrier, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I, I think how common it is, and I've been kind of struggling myself with with the concept of like, I feel like so many people say, oh, like, I don't care if people get plastic surgery. I wish that they would just be honest about it, which is true, which is true. I think if you, you know, get, if, if you are a public figure yeah. and you get plastic surgery, I think you should be transparent about it because obviously that's not fair for like younger women to be like, oh my God, why can't I look like that? Yeah. You can't look like that because you don't you did, have surgery. You didn't get the surgery, yeah. But on the other hand, is that really better? Because that just normalizes the idea of getting plastic surgery. And if everyone around you is seemingly getting plastic surgery, that is just perpetuating a different beauty standard that is also difficult to achieve. I also want to do like a whole episode on like the, the double standards of plastic surgery, but just like tiny things where it's like almost expected that like, for a Jewish girl to turn 15, her like bat mitzvah present will be like a nose job. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, why though? Like why? Why yeah. though? Weird, weird, weird. And yeah, so I don't, we, we don't really get into it now because like I could go up on like a whole other podcast level tangent uh, yeah, about like, yeah. you know, cause then people are like, no, it's my choice. But I'm like, if you were locked in a fucking closet for like 20 years yeah. and no one ever spoke to you, you wouldn't have probably felt the need. To exactly. You would have never felt the need to, to change your appearance in that way because you would have never been as hyper aware of it because no one would have been telling you that like, it was that is thing. your most important asset. Yeah. And I think for so many women, like, you are conditioned to believe that your youth and your looks is your most important asset. And mm-hmm. like, I can't say that I'll never succumb to these pressures. I can't say I'll never get Botox. I can't say I'll never get a nose job. Like all of these things, like I don't know where I'm going to be in the future. I don't know how self-conscious I'm going to be about my own age personally. Um, and like, I don't know what other factors will be influencing my own self-image. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think something that is so upsetting um is just that like the women who feel self-conscious about their age and are like quote unquote you know like desperate to cling to their youth aren't doing it because they dislike the way they look they're they're doing i mean that that may be part of it but i think the larger reason is that they're doing it as means of protection they're doing it because they know how older women are treated Mm. and i think it's a similar vein of like people who are afraid of gaining weight, they're not necessarily afraid of gaining weight because they don't want to be fat. It's that they don't want to be fat because they don't want to be treated the way that fat people are treated. I think that there's definitely a lot of truth to that, but also like marketing is so effective. Yes. That like self-hatred definitely does come out and you it's it's up to you to just like really figure out like where the root of that even is. Yes. Well, yeah, I think the the root is is safety. Yes. But then it's wrapped up in like obviously you don't want to be hurt, so then you're like no, it's also because it's ugly and mm-hmm. I don't want to be ugly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um okay, so you were talking a little bit about like you don't really know how you'll feel later on down the line about mm-hmm. aging, but like that's the thing. So we're going to get into it a little bit more, like the industry side of it and how like pervasive and expensive it is. But like, obviously the bigger that you can cast out your net, 
for a potential audience, the more successful you'll be. And so people are like, so why should we only market anti-aging product projects to projects? Products. Hello. Anti-aging products to old people when we can market to young people mm-hmm. instead, because now it's all about like preventative where it's like, um, you want to stop it in the bud. If you see a wrinkle, it's already too late. Like you have to do all these things now. And so like, I don't even think we have to wait that long before like things like preventative skincare, preventative Botox will no. like come at us. This is the age where people are getting fucking <clears throat> baby Botox. Yep. And it's like, honestly, here's the thing, not a doctor, but I can see right through it. Preventative Botox is a scam because Botox people want to sell more Botox. You have no wrinkles in your forehead because you're 23, not because you got Botox to prevent wrinkles there. And honestly, you probably wouldn't have gotten wrinkles there for a couple of years anyway, but it's weird that you would drop money to get rid of wrinkles that you don't have. Yes. And like, again, the marketing's keyword is yet. Because like if some if you can market something as preventative, it's honestly like the easiest way to get money out of people. Because then the only way to find out if you would have ever needed one is to just let it happen. Mm-hmm. To like no, give me money to prevent something that you have no idea if it even's going to happen yet. But that happening is such a fear that you just drop money to prevent whatever it is. So like very well, it's like you have to give me money now to prevent your skin from like turning purple. Yeah, and you're like, well, I don't know if that won't happen. So here, take money. Like you. It could just be the world's biggest scam where it's like you're just promising to stop something that might never have even come. And if yeah. it did come 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the line, um, I keep bringing up this one TikTok. And I hate doing that because honestly, like I realize how much of a straw man argument that could be where it's like, I saw one video on the Internet. Therefore, it's a whole movement like the Internet is vast. And sometimes it could just be someone whatever. But I did see a video like last year and it literally like made me sit in a corner and stare at the wall for like three days where it was just like. It was a girl getting ready for her birthday dinner. And she's like, I want my friends to say, wow, she looks really good for 22. And it went viral and people were stitching it, being like, just staring at the camera, being like, ah, like, like the sounds of women's screams as like the music mm. in the background. being like, good for 22. What does that mean? There definitely is an idea that like, um, and I get like TikTok is different because TikTok is technically a teens app. And so a lot of them are like, what are you doing out here, old lady? Because like, you know, the second you turn 20, you're like, get a job. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing on this kids app for children? Or like anytime a woman in her thirties does anything fun, they're like at your big age, like don't you have a mortgage to be doing? Um, but the internet in general is a very unkind place for not youths, um, And so there is this definitely this idea that like once you turn 25, you're officially like you can't do any fun things. Everything you do is cringy. Um, You're not allowed to have fun anymore. And that's a reason why like a lot of girls like when their birthday comes around, they just like cry because they feel like they're losing something. They're running out of time to do important things, running out of time to have any value because like one year, one year around the sun, you only get a couple more of those before you like expire. And you only get a couple more of those because you're like, and like I would cry on my birthday for like important things like I cried at my 18th and I cried at my 21st because then I'm like oh man childhood is over and that's always a sad thing um but yeah the more that people just like get really emotional and like how some moms will have a breakdown at their 40th birthday because their daughter is turning 21 and their other daughter's turning 18 and they're turning 40 it was a bad year (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah there's like there's a reason that like you know like, you know when, like, a girl will say something and every girl in the room will be like, ah, oh, I hear that. And the one guy is like, I don't understand what that what you mean. Where someone's like, oh, when you cry on your birthday. And men are like, what do you mean? Why? Well, because you didn't get the balloons that you wanted. And you're like, 
do not speak of things you like, know nothing of. So you don't get it. So you don't get it. No, the reason I was furiously grasping for my iPad is because I knew. I knew there was a perfect fucking quote for this. Um, and lo and behold, there is. Um, so this is another quote from the essay. Um, One of the greatest tragedies of each woman's life is simply getting older. It is certainly the longest tragedy. <sighs> and I think that's really like speaks to the fact that so many women i i would argue most if not all women do feel this like guilt around aging and they mm -hmm. feel this like great loss of, of of something when it's like truly you're gaining something you're gaining another year of life you're gaining another mm -hmm. year of laughter you're gaining another year of experiences you're gaining another year of wisdom like i think there's so much beauty around aging but mm -hmm. because we are so focused on like the physical and aesthetic aspect of it. It feels like you are truly losing something. Um, I also kind of want to bring up the idea of symbolic violence. Do you kind mm. of like know what this is? Um, it's, it's a type of like non-physical violence that um, is manifested in power differences between social groups. Um, and I truly think that like this beauty standard is a form of symbolic violence because there are so many layers of oppression to it. Mm. There's economic oppression. You know, women are, um, pressured to spend thousands, if not like tens of thousands of dollars annually on face cream, supplements, workout classes, diet books, makeup, clothes, Botox, plastic surgery, like so many things that women are expected to spend money on that men are not nearly as pressured to. Um, while also statistically making less than the average man. <clears throat> so not only are we already at a financial disadvantage, but we are also expected to have a portion of our income dedicated to our appearance in a way that men are never expected to. I literally came to this exact same like realization the other day. So I was gifted like a like skincare for Christmas, which mm -hmm. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So I'm using it. And then I'm like, oh my God, I have to go. And like, I just bought like foundation. I have to go get concealer and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, being a girl is so expensive and like at least okay to be fair you could just like walk out of here not doing any of that like just not caring about your haircut or your skin or your makeup or your clothes like that is an option i'm not saying that like you're automatically forced into this but it is very persistent and honestly like what's well, an expectation exactly and it made me think of how many like men or like women have shopping problems i'm like do we or do we just are expected to take a portion of all the money that we make and put it towards these things and then that leaves us with less money to like and also we're expected to like buy home furniture and decorations and like and then i'm thinking about it and i'm like what do men have to, they spend money on so like when women stocks get, yeah when women get their paychecks they're like all right so this one goes towards like me time like getting my nails done my hair my makeup whatever this could go towards like you know my house keeping it nice whatever and men is that why they spend all this fucking money on like video games and like um funko pops is because mm -hmm. they're like I don't know, what else do you spend money on? Which like, every time I go out, my girlfriend always wants me to buy things for her. Women have shopping problems. Or it's like, or women just required to shop for more shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's this whole layer of like economic oppression that I think isn't considered super often in, in this conversation. Mm. Um, you know, I think also like, obviously this beauty standard diminishes self-confidence of women over time. Yep. Um, you know, we were talking earlier, like, I think we can all 
think I, this is how fucking common it is, is that I think almost every single woman can think of one other like female figure in their life who comes across as like desperate or jealous and is always commenting on their own appearance or comparing it to yours. They're always reflecting on their youth and how much like skinnier and prettier they used to be. Like almost every single woman I know knows another like maternal figure who does that. Um, and I, I think because of this pressure to remain young, which once again is literally impossible, it is literally impossible, but it is something that we are, are all expected to strive for. Mm -hmm. It keeps women emotionally fragile mm -hmm. because you are constantly seeking validation on your appearance. And, and if you don't do that, or if, or if you, um, I don't know, for, for example, like you don't wear makeup one day and people are like, oh my God, you look so tired. Mm -hmm. That diminishes your self-confidence and keeps you emotionally fragile, which is like literally a manipulation tactic that abusers use. I know my parents didn't mean anything by it, um, but they talked about, so I had a neighbor growing up who was definitely like, didn't care about any of that. So like she just kind of wore whatever she wanted to wear. She didn't wear makeup. She got like a short, like boyish haircut and whatever. And my parents would just be like, it's just disappointing to see a woman who doesn't care. Like, not that she even let herself go, but just like, mm -hmm. you know, at least like clean up nice, you know, like, and I'm just sitting there and even as a kid and it really got to me and my sister, just like this idea of like, what do you mean doesn't care? Like, there's just this expectation of, like, an added level of, quote-unquote, self-care that you have to do in order for people to think that you have it, like, on lock. Like, if you don't have your skin and hair, like, if you don't clean up, quote-unquote, clean up, if you don't put on a fucking coat of mascara and, like, put on clothes or whatever, and there is just a, an extra layer that you're just expected to do. Otherwise, it's like you don't care. Of, I don't know. It's, ugh. yeah. Sorry, parents, yeah. but that was fucked up. Um, and then, no, that's, that's very fucked up. And, and, and it, I don't know. It just goes back to the thing of like, you can't fucking win. You literally can't fucking win. Like if you, you know, go against these beauty standards, you're going to have so many people commenting on like how lazy and gluttonous you are mm -hmm. and how like you've let yourself go and all of these things. But then on the other hand, if you care too much, then you're desperate and mm -hmm. you're jealous and, and, and it's like, yeah, you you're delusional. Just like, yes. just get with the times already. Like. Um, and then the last kind of layer of um, symbolic violence of this just like whole topic um, that I, I thought of was that like women literally have less time in the day than men do because of these. Yeah, I know I can see you getting angry, but because of these like pressures to upkeep our appearance in such ways like if you do your makeup every morning, that's like 30 minutes to an hour that yes! you're spending. yes. Um, if you're I'm so fucking tired, if you're getting procedures done, there's like a recovery period. You go no time it takes to go to Botox appointments. Um, Even or, just like my nighttime skincare routine. Like yeah. there are times yeah. where like, I am so tired. I want to go to bed, but I can't because I have to take 20 minutes to get rid of my makeup and wash my face and put on my serum and put on my moisturizer and brush my up. <laughs> and even just the time it fucking takes to like research what products are best for my skin what makeup mm -hmm. is the best you know like what foundation is the best for my skin how type? do i know what my t-zone needs how exactly. to minimize how pores? do i know what face shape i have like all of this research and labor that goes into just being like so aware of your own appearance and maintaining your appearance is something that like a lot of men really don't have to deal with um so that's that on that <laughs> There's, yeah, there's, there's just, um, no, 
No winning. Um, and I, I think the thing that like really gets to me too, I'm going to say another quote, guys. Um, in an era in which people actually live longer and longer, what now amounts to the latter two thirds of everyone's life is shadowed by a poignant apprehension of unremitting loss. Um, and I would argue maybe even three fourths, depending on how long you live. I think I, 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 was actually I was I was talking to some of my friends about this last night because I was curious like what their kind of thoughts on the topic was and like if they even now feel like the pressures of society to um I think especially at our age like for reference I'm 22 you're 23 I I about feel to turn 24 I feel an immense pressure to be like well these are the best years of my life yeah these, this is when I'm going to be like the youngest and hottest. And I need to like make sure that I'm even when I was fucking considering my haircut, this is so fucking sick. This is so fucking sick. And I hate admitting it because it's embarrassing, but it's the fucking truth. When I was considering cutting my hair short, the reason I was on the fence about it was because I, I, it is going to take me, I mean, Honestly, it's not going to take me that long to fucking grow it out to like my shoulders or whatever, but to get it to the length that it was, it is going to take me years. And by the time, if I choose to grow out my hair, by the time it gets to the length that it was before I cut it, I'm probably going to be like 26. And I'm like, what if it doesn't look good? And I've spent the best years of my life with a shit haircut. Like, I, I just can't even fucking believe. And then of course, of course, I went through the whole process of like, Kaylin, you fucking dunce. Like, what? Like, why would you even consider that? But it is something that is so, like, deeply rooted into our own brains and into our own ideas of ourself that, like, when considering doing a, like, major chop like that, I was literally like, well, maybe I should wait until I'm, like, not as young. So I'm not giving up the best years of my life with, like, an unattractive haircut. I was waiting to like I was gonna keep this anecdote close to my chest for like the body image episode but I can repeat it I guess but one of the most like fucked up moments that I can remember in my whole life so I had a health scare in high school um I had like an unexplainable serious medical condition that like it happened very suddenly and I was like rushed to the ER no one could figure it out like and I was in excruciating pain and basically I was put in a hospital for a week um well they were just like constantly like blood tests trying to figure out like if this was cancer if i had a disease that if i did have it which i thought they thought i might have had if i were to have this disease i wouldn't live past 30. so they were just like frantically figuring it out meanwhile i am put on like an iv like a strict diet whatever and i'm not sleeping my loss of appetite because of all these meds that they were like like funneling me in like my appetite was gone and so i lost like 10 pounds and there was a point where, like, um, my mom had, like, I had to have someone help me go to the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. it was a very humiliating experience. And I was, um, I think, 16 or 15 or so. Um, and so literally, like, I'm like, mom, like, I press my little, like, whatever. I'm like, mom, please help. And, like, she's help, And I'm literally walking with a walker because, like, I can't walk. Like, my legs won't work. And I need to go, like, take a shower. So, and then I looked at myself in the mirror. My hair was so greasy i was covered in head-to-toe hives um and i was gaunt and like pale and i couldn't move and i looked at myself in the mirror and i went oh my god i've never been this skinny before and i was filled with this feeling of like immense happiness Mm -hmm. because and that stuck with me and that's always stuck with me is like oh my god like get a grip but even like as the older that i get um like i will look at my body and I'll be like, this is now a woman's body. 
Like, this is a body where if push came to shove, I could bear children out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always had, like, that was the one moment that I can remember as a kid where I'm like, oh my god, I look like how a teenager is supposed to look. Uh, And even now, like, every year I get older, I'm just like, I don't know when I got a woman face, but I think I have one now. Mm -hmm. I don't know when that happened. I've been staring at my face long enough that I thought I would have noticed the change. I didn't. Kind of happened out of the butt fuck nowhere. Um, And now, like, I have, like... I have womanly breasts and like hips and like thighs and whatnot. And I'm just like, oh, that blows. Like, and I, yeah, I can't help but feel like I definitely uh, am mourning something. And like, so what gets me the most about this whole anti-aging industry, which it is like, God, there's just so much money being dropped into like this idea of stopping aging is how, futile it all is like there is literally no way to stop the appearance of aging even the richest people in the world with their botox and their million dollar treatments and their creams and their surgeries whatever they will look older will they look like quote-unquote good for their age maybe but not forever like at most at most all you can do is minimize the look of aging and like that's the keyword they always use in advertisements is minimize because even they know that it's impossible to stop aging completely mm-hmm. Regardless, you will get wrinkles. Your skin will sag. Your hair will thin. Because your body's been alive for decades. It's been exposed to the elements. It has moved. Um, Like, it's just been... Nothing lasts that long. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we've talked about other industries before in this podcast. And, like, they can be inaccessible to most people. Like, that perfect skin. The perfect body. Like, these expensive antibiotics. And, like, wellness stuff. And even, like, being a hyper fan of how expensive that can be. Like... So it's in like that amount of money can be inaccessible to most people. But anti-aging is a capitalistic industry where that is literally impossible for anyone, anyone to achieve. It's like you spend trillions of dollars to this industry that by life's very nature, you cannot do. There is no mm-hmm. amount of money that you can throw at our bodies to prevent it from decaying. It's an organic life form. Like we're not exempt from it. No plant, animal, human being even like a machine will rust and wither because like nothing, literally nothing can last forever. And our stubbornness about it is beyond playing God. It's being like, I have put on this cream and now I can breathe underwater. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, that's not what you're designed to do. And like the the only way to prevent yourself from aging is to die young. That's it. Um, And even then, like we will be skeletons and our body will like melt into like a bunch of slosh that's just like, oozing around our caskets like that's our fate which i think is another reason why people like are there's plenty of reasons to be obsessed with like all of these people because they were very talented but there's also that level of like people in the 27 club like you're marilyn monroe you're amy winehouse you're kurt cobain where it's like oh good they never they never got to age like mm-hmm. their lives are also like very tragic obviously and that's the main reason that they garner like public interest but also the thing is like you know ne- you're never going to see Marilyn Monroe get old and isn't that beautiful in a way and it's like no no <laughs> I would have preferred she get old actually <laughs> she never got to have a baby which is sad but if you think about it she never had to gain any more weight so and I'm like guys get a <laughs> fucking grip <laughs> get a fucking grip seek help and it's like even if you do get all the filters, all the injections, all the plumpers, the plot, whatever, you'll just you'll just look like an older person with fillers and injections yeah. and plumpers. You won't look better. You'll just look different. 
like fine you won't look like the women that we've seen but you'll just look like a different type of older woman that's not going to be any better you'll just look different Mm -hmm. well and i i think it's really interesting too i um we like sort of touched on the idea of like Mm. um how beauty and aging or like a woman's attractiveness is often used as like a moral symbol yeah and i think so often of like the tweets of celebrities that are like this is how you age when you're an unproblematic queen yeah white people age like milk except when you stay in your own lane and then they'll have pictures of like anne hathaway who's like 35 (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like yeah she looks 35 like she's a very beautiful woman she's a very beautiful woman but like she she's 35 like that's like 35 is not i don't know if that's her actual age but like she's definitely in her 30s you know or like even people like um oh my god jennifer aniston jennifer aniston Mm -hmm. who um she's 40 is she oh anne hathaway anne hathaway okay see and then jen i think she's like 50 something maybe Jen Aniston is 53. Yeah, 53. Jennifer Aniston, people will like point to her too. And they're like, oh, this is how you age when you're like unproblematic. Um, She's also like the face of, I'm going to get the brand wrong, but it's some like L'Oreal, like anti-aging serum. She's in like all oh, those commercials. Yeah. Isn't Avino? Maybe. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. That sounds so with right. O- with olive oil extract. Oh my God. But it's like even um, with- J-Lo. <laughs> even with those examples. Because I think the thing is, I think people- see examples of women like that who they're like oh my god she's she's 53 and she's still beautiful so what do you mean still well exactly exactly um and there's another amazing quote um some of this is is paraphrased but um basically women who successfully delay the appearance of age don't challenge the rule about the relation between beauty and age and women. In fact, they're admired precisely because they are the exceptions because they have managed to outwit nature. Such miracles, exceptions made by nature with the help of art and social privilege only confirm the rule because what makes these women seem beautiful to us is precisely that they do not look their real age. So it's like when you have these women who let's be honest, Let's be honest. Part of it, the biggest part, frankly, is genetics. The biggest part is genetics. If you're a celebrity, you're probably hot. (laughs) And if you're hot, you probably have good genetics. Let's be honest. Um, But I think so many people completely disregard the fact that most of these photos are intentionally lit. They're perfectly lit. Um, Often they are um, retouched. Um, And outside of just like the altering of images in that way, even if these people haven't had any work done, it, let's say they haven't had any Botox, they haven't done anything, um, they probably get really expensive facials. They probably have private or um, personal trainers, private chefs, um, lymphatic drainage massages, like cryo chamber therapy, like all of these very expensive tools that are used to like, I don't know, extend the or not extend, but like to make you hot, essentially. <laughs> like even even if they haven't had work done, they have these other inaccessible means of like maintaining their quote unquote youth that the average person is not going to have. Mm-hmm. But the average person still wants to look like that. Yeah. They still are going to strive for that. So instead of getting an expensive facial, they're going to buy the $100 moisturizer. You know, so so it's like, I mean, of, of course, as you were saying, like, it all ties back to, to capitalism as well. Um, but it's, I don't know, I, I, I like really wish I had a solution to this. Um, I think the 
only solution is simply to protest by not adhering to the like fear of aging but that's hard to do yeah and that takes a lot of like unlearning certain like ideologies that society has like taught you growing up like society oh my god we live in a society um (laughs) and it's hard and it and it takes a lot of work and i think it's especially difficult because you know that people are going to treat you differently you know Mm -hmm. that people are going to talk behind your back because of it and there's like this knowledge of like yes i'm not adhering to this like oppressive standard of beauty but I'm being oppressed in other ways because maybe I'm not getting the same job opportunity as someone who wears makeup to the office every day. Yeah. Maybe, have you heard of um, femcells? Barely, I know of like, I can, I, my brain can kind of fill in the blanks, but I don't actually know like the, the by book definition. It's um, basically like a group of women who are convinced that like, everything that is wrong in their life is because they're not conventionally attractive. So it's, oh, so that's literally it? Like incels from fam? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, uh-oh. And there, there's like, <laughs> yeah, there's like certain Kaylin terms. Kaylin, I, I, uh-oh, uh, this is bad. Please tell me, look me in the eyes, Kaylin. Am I a fem cell? No. Good. No, you are not a fem cell. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, it, it goes very deep. Um, Binchtopia has a really good episode on it. I love Binchtopia. Um, always be plugging. I do always be plugging. They're like my favorite podcast. Me with Heartstopper, you with Binchtopia. <laughs> but they have a really good episode about it. That's like how I know about it. Um, but they're, they're, I wish I knew the exact terminology, but unfortunately my brain is not the steel trap that Skylar has. Um, <laughs> I forget things very often. Um, but there's like certain terminology where basically there are like micro things you can do to like improve your appearance, things like Botox and filler. And then, or no, 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 just maybe, maybe not even Botox and filler. Maybe it's just like makeup and hair dye and like things like that. But then there are also like macro things that you can do like a nose job or a boob job or like things like that. Um, and yeah, it's basically just a, a group of um, women who deeply believe that the reason why life is unfair and cruel is because they're not, conventionally attractive and it's like unfortunately like there's a little bit of truth to that there's like the a little bit of truth to that um but i I just start singing the hunchback of notre dame (laughs) the world is cruel the world is wicked it is and it is and he spoke the truth um but like they they go wrong in in a lot of other ways are those the women that like self-police like they'll comment on like uh like a woman in there like on their tiktok and be like um, like this is the reason that men don't love like is that them yes like fem se- very like, like pick me very oh. very and and people will literally like post photos of themselves and be like what can I change to like be better and people will comment and be like your eye needs to be lifted to like this certain degree in order to like maximize your um, like attractiveness like that yeah like that insane you know what my response to that is go ahead there's a britney broski sound where she's being interviewed in a podcast and they're like do you ever like consider that maybe like making yourself somehow more attractive to men and she goes "Ah, no yeah yeah (laughs) the idea and i and i get it like there is truth and you know it might be easier to just like be attractive to men because then again like if they're in any sort of positions of power like your workplace or whatever it might be easier to gain up whatever but Mm -hmm. honestly 
The idea of getting surgery so that a man will find me attractive, Mm -hmm. I think I'd rather eat my own liver. Well, it's also interesting, too, because there's, like, a certain balance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to be successful in a career, like, you can't be too hot. Yeah, like you have to be attractive. Way to the top. Exactly, like you have to be attractive, but you can't be too hot. Um, it's like the L Woods principle. <laughs> I was gonna point to. I was gonna point to. Um, oh my god, why can I not remember her name? Um, the dropout. Um, oh, uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Um, and and Theranos. Oh my god, imagine yeah. with one drop. <laughs> But that was, like, kind of part of the theory with Elizabeth Holmes was that, like, that this isn't me, like... Pro-Elizabeth Holmes? Br- yeah. Well, well, no, no, no. Well, like, par- part of the theory with Elizabeth Holmes was that, like, the reason why she was able to, like, go so long without being caught and to be, like, so influential, like, in the, the like, medical tech industry mm-hmm. is because she was attractive, but she wasn't too attractive. Uh, so she was attractive enough to, for people to kind of be like, oh, like, she's pretty, like, she's charming, she can, you know, like, like, she seems to know what she's doing, but she's not so pretty that people are... Distrust her? Yes, that people are distrusting and that they're questioning her intelligence and, and, and things like that. Ooh. It's yeah. a very, like, uh, AOC mm. is also, like, kind of fit into that little binary where, like, she's, like, too hot for some Republicans to handle. Literally. The fucking... <laughs> dancing on the roof are you kidding are you kidding are you actually joking ironically enough the thing that connects aoc and elizabeth holmes is red lipstick maybe that's the key oh we just God. show up our next podcast with both have red lips i yeah I, I guess kind of escaping the the beauty standard of it all and just like facing mortality in general mm-hmm. like it is very scary like it is a very mm-hmm. scary topic and i think something that a lot of people you know try to avoid thinking about as much as they can mm-hmm. um but Although that's very scary, I really try to look at aging and life as, first of all, it's such a blessing. Mm-hmm. So many people, unfortunately, like aren't able to even get to the age that we are at. And, and that is like so unfortunate. Um, and with every year, I think comes more knowledge, comes more wisdom, comes mm-hmm. more travels, comes more friends, comes more. Um, I, I even like bringing it back to. I just said escaping the beauty standard. Bring it back to the beauty standard. Um, something I'm like kind of insecure about is I have smile lines, and I've I I know I don't make fun of me. <laughs> I'm trying to find them, Kaylin. I'm not making fun of you yet. That will come later. <laughs> Well, I have like smile lines and, and I, I realize that it's one of those things that other people probably don't notice, but it's something I notice and I've been in my head about, I'm like, I'm so young. I shouldn't have lines yet. Like I shouldn't have that. But I um, watched a really great um, video essay, like kind of about this topic. Um, and, and she brought up the idea of, um, I'll, I'll link it below. Cause I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll link it below. Um, but she found a study where it's theorized basically that like your expressions have an immediate impact on like how deeply you feel that emotion. So people who get Botox and can't move their muscles as much, 
it literally like numbs your emotion to a certain extent because like when you're laughing and you're and you're if you smile when you laugh it causes you to laugh more and it causes you to feel that emotion like more deeply or when you're angry and you furrow your brows like it causes you to feel that emotion more deeply because there's that physical connection to it in your brain um but like if you're getting botox and and you are literally like paralyzing the muscles that create those expressions you don't feel those emotions oh. as deeply um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I just know. Literally, I am so expressive. Like everyone, the second I think I'm being so mysterious when I like I'm spacing out, and then immediately everyone in like the nearest vicinity goes like, "What's wrong? What's wrong? You're gonna cry?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, uh, 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 uh." Like there's even a moment in the last podcast where like you could see every single emotion <laughs> that my face ever made. So like. I my face is faint, like finely attuned, and I just know that I use my face too much that it has to get wrinkles. Yeah, it's like stretching yeah. out a rubber band; like it's going to lose elasticity eventually. That's why. That's why I hate candid photos of myself is because I am a very expressive person. So mm-hmm. whenever you take a candid photo of me, it's not like effortlessly like it's like I'm like in the middle of fucking talking, <laughs> and it's like not cute. Honestly, <laughs> like I and this is gonna sound like again very Tumblr being like very like One Direction little things where it's just like. You can't fit into your jeans, and I think that's the most beautiful thing about you. And you're like, thank you, Harry Styles. But, like, smile lines are the fucking cutest thing. Because what what does that mean? You smiled too much in your youth. Mm-hmm. Cute. More, please. <laughs> it, like, the, like, gib, gib the, the wives' tale of, like, if you keep scowling, it'll... Mm-hmm. There's even a line in High School Musical 2 where Sharpay's and Ryan's mom, she's like, Tell your sister if she frowns too much, she'll get frown lines. And he's like, I told her twice. And she like rubs the thing between her forehead. She goes, oh, namaste. (laughs) And like stomps out. But like, true though. The more you scowl, you might have scowl lines. So be happy maybe. And then there'll be proof like 50 years down the line that you were a happy little camper. Yeah. (laughs) Have you tried being happier? Have you tried maybe not being fucking sad? (laughs) Have you considered that ever in your life? God, Um, so selfish. So I think like my, my final little ending thing here is like, chasing youth we get it like nothing gold can stay stay gold pony boy it can be it can be sad to know like there are just some things you can't do anymore like Mm -hmm. you know you used to be able to paint now you have arthritis that's like a tragedy your childhood is over it's like you can't be that carefree person anymore now you have bills to pay and responsibilities Mm -hmm. to do you can mourn your childhood all that's fine so i think there's like it's fine to be sad about like the passage of time slowly happening nothing gold can stay tis the nature of youth Mm -hmm. and life um and desperately chasing something that is long since gone, that's where, like, that idea of, like, the pathetic desperation comes in. Because it's just like, dude, like, it's over. And you're refusing to admit that it's over is making everyone kind of... It's bringing everyone down. <laughs> the trip is getting down. Um, and, like, always, like, changing your own character just to make sure that, like, you fit in with the younger crowd. Double-checking if you look your actual age, if people see you differently. That's when we know you have an internal issue, that the marketing is working. But again, I said all like already, youth is just a state of mind. And if you just do what feels right to you your whole life, dress how you want to, do hobbies that interest you forever, and like people will just kind of think you're forever young. People will think you might be obnoxious mm-hmm. and that you're in denial. But I'd rather have the judgment be like, who does she like i'd rather have someone be like oh my god she's too brash for her age and she's like she's still not immature i don't ever want to think of the other immature but like oh my god she still like screams and jumps up and down in one direction and then we have like a reunion concert like i'd rather be that embarrassing mm-hmm. 
than the like lip plumper out to my nose because I'm uh, like convinced that uh hello because I'm convinced that my lips are deflating because of age yeah like you're gonna get judged either way and there's something kind of freeing about that if like you're a woman and you're going to get older there's no escaping the judgment so you kind of get to pick your own judgment yeah it's a fun little game what's behind door number one what's behind door number two you get to kind of pick your own poison and I think that's the only agency that we get so yeah uh, let's look at it positively you're gonna get haters regardless and if you have haters it means that you have fans sure did you just come up with that um no <laughs> <laughs> ninky minja if the barbs didn't come for you before they're gonna come for you now <laughs> no but yeah haters gonna hate um and there's like literally nothing you can do about it un- unfortunately and same mm. with aging there's nothing you can do about it so embrace it do with what you can mm-hmm. um and yeah this was kind of a depressing one sorry ladies um but much <laughs> to think about and that's womanhood yeah i think it's it gave depression. us much to think about and i and i think um i don't know even even just researching this topic more and like going more in depth into it and like looking at the different you know like theories behind it and things like that helped me grasp a larger understanding of you know kind of the world around me and like mm-hmm. the society around me and, and and things like that and i always think that that's important um so even though this is kind of a downer um well no because we we're we're ending it on a positive note we're ending it on a positive note um i think like super happy about that ultimate nihilism yeah it's like nothing matters exactly like like, two thumbs up exactly and i and i think having that realization that like oh this is literally fucking pointless and has like no actual like biological meaning or like tangible meaning in the world around me can be so freeing Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think aging is a very beautiful thing and i think it is something to be very grateful for and i would also like to end this by saying reach out to the elderly people in your lives because um i i think something that happens a lot to people who are older and you know their kids are out of the house they have like their own age i think there's a sense of loneliness that often comes along with that um that can be very isolating um so reach out to your grandparents maybe call your grandma every once in a while why don't my grandkids come and visit me anymore and then i come home and they're like are you catholic and i'm like "Ah, yeah grandma yeah yeah that mm, yeah it depends it depends on the relationship you have with your grandparents um the more you check in on them the less likely they are to fall down QAnon. so you know that's true that's actually that's so true. That's actually a big reason why a lot of older people end up in circles like that is because they are No one else is talking to them. Yeah. yeah. They, they need a community. Yeah. And the community center just ain't cutting it. Nope. Um, I saw like a Pinterest thing where it was just like, you haven't met all the people you're going to be. And I went, yeah. aw. That was the other thing I kind of wanted to touch on too is with aging. Like I, I feel like we can divide our lives into like kind of different eras of being and I think that's like so cool that we have the like agency and ability to grow so much where like you can reflect back and you obviously like recognize that as yourself but you can also reflect back and be like I have grown so much and I have become such a different person hopefully and I typically for the better um you know hopefully not not for everyone um and that's like such a cool thing i don't Mm -hmm. know like i love that like i think about myself even literally like four years ago and i'm like that's not me 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's not me. But that was me. And and seeing where I am now, I was even, oh my God, I was, uh, I, oh my God, I don't even remember who I was talking to about this. But like, oh, I was talking to my, oh my God. Okay. Cassidy, you asked for a shout out. Here is your official <laughs> podcast shout out. Um, I was on the phone with like one of my best friends from high school. Um, so like, we've been through it. We've been through it. <laughs> and, and I was literally, I was talking about my job and she said something along the lines of like, that's so fucking cool that like, you're doing what you wanted to do. And although I'm not doing like exactly what I want to do, I fired. am. Fired. <laughs> you get immediately fired. Please don't, I love my job. Um, although I'm not doing like exactly what I'm, I want to be doing, I am very much on the path to be doing what I want to be doing. And the fact that I'm even like somewhat a part of an industry that I had like dreamed of, of having my little fingers in for basically my entire life is so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, it's a little pat on the back to me. Like, I, uh, I don't know. I just think it's cool to like reflect back on your life and, and be like, I, my younger self would be proud of me. You know, like I think yeah. my younger self would see me and be like, they're a cool motherfucker. And also like, I don't know, there's just something very unifying. Like everybody will age. And that's yeah. the one thing that unifies all of us. And that's kind of nice. Um, there are two things. There are two things guaranteed in life, taxes and death. Ooh, did you just come up with that one? Yeah, no, that's from me, guys. That, I came <laughs> up with that one. <laughs> let's, end, let's end this this way um, because this kind of has something to do with mortality and aging and the fear of mortality. It all comes back to like our fear of death, honestly. Yeah. How do you want to, How? what do you want to do with your dead body? Oh, oh my God, that's so interesting. So actually, this you, you signed up for more than you thought you did. Oh, fuck. Um, because... This one's also going to be an hour and a half long. When, when I was in college, I took a documentary class. Um, and part of the documentary class was you had to basically like pitch a documentary idea to the class. Um, and the topic that I chose was I wanted to make a documentary about um, like death, basically, and about like the different um, ways that you can like... Or the, the, the different ways that cultures regard death and like the different ways that you can you know deal with your body and in my research in that i found a really interesting documentary which maybe i'll link below if i can find it um but it was i'm pretty sure it was on hbo or something but it was basically about like the different ways in which you can like dispose of a body um and one way that i think is or honestly two ways that i think are like very beautiful um there's one way where you can literally just kind of do like a little I don't know, like hike with your loved ones and they just like bury you in the woods and like you're just like one with nature again. And I think that's like very beautiful and wholesome and very like natural also. Mm -hmm. Definitely don't want to be like embalmed and shit and like put in the ground. Also don't really want to be um, incinerated uh, (laughs) as well. But the other one, actually, I think the, the other one does have to do with cremation a little bit too. But the other one that I thought was really interesting and beautiful is that like you can get cremated and you can um, be, your ashes can be put into this like artificial coral that they then put into the coral reef and it acts as like actual coral mm. um, in an effort to like replenish the coral reef and help the like ecosystem down there, which I think is also very cool and beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Um, my whole thing was like, I like the idea that um, I come, I come from nature. I will mm-hmm. leave nature because when you get buried in a casket, it's like waterproof, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. Because like, here's the thing: I also don't want to 
poison the local water supply. Yeah, that's the thing with embalming that I'm a little like, so that does seep into the ground. So, but I also like cremated is a little bit of like releasing the energy and mm-hmm. on it. And not, I said we were going to end on like a positive note. This is very negative, but someone's like, just dump my dead body in the woods. The wolves will be kinder than any man ever will be. Um, <laughs> but also, and then for a while I was like, Ooh, how cool would it be if like they put my like ashes in a rocket and then send it into space mm-hmm. and then like my body could help like make other galaxies and solar systems but then i'm like and then hank green made a tiktok where he's just like every human being that's ever died is buried in the same place and you're just like ooh, like throughout every generation there has never been a dead body that hasn't been put to put in the ground on earth yeah and that's actually really cool so honestly Throw me in the woods. Make, like, a beautiful ceremony. Yeah. And then just fucking launch me in the woods where the... I want animals... I'm imagining someone with a fucking body bag just doing a windmill. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking Popeye, like, (laughs) throwing you into the woods. I want the wolves to eat me. I want the mushrooms to, like... Yeah. I want, like, the obvious, like, outline of a body and, like, mushrooms. Uh, I want nature to eat me alive. I think that's very beautiful. And I also... As Hozier wanted. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I also recognize that, like, this is my earthly vessel. Mm -hmm. And, like, my body is not... Like, once I'm dead, that's not me. You know? Like, once I'm I'm dead, like, that's just... That's squirrel food, baby. (laughs) Exactly. Like, that's just my fucking body. And if you can take that body... Even, I don't know, I I might donate my body to science, actually. I I don't know what they do with the bodies after. With my luck, if I donate my body to science, Scientology will use me as, like... Scientology will take my body and put me in a museum of, like, why mental health, like, practices kill women. (laughs) They'll be like, look, a real dead body. She took therapy. See how her brain is melted? Give us money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, maybe I'll donate my body to science. But, like, I just want my body to be of use. Donate your body to theater. Like, I want my body to be of use in some way for what? Because they use... (laughs) To have a dead body on stage? (laughs) They use real human skulls in some productions of Hamlet. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. You donate your bones. So I can be a theater kid in my afterlife as well. Or you can be a Disney adult and get your bones on Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Ridiculous. We started with Disney. We end with Disney. End the podcast now. (laughs) Full circle. Full circle. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I honestly really, really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed doing the research. I enjoyed having a very thoughtful conversation about it. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed as well. Yep. The best way to get over fear of aging is to get over your fear of dying. So work on that. Yeah. We're, you're going to die regardless. So by my hand, this was a, this was a warning. I'm coming. I'm in your house. Actually, you thought you were alone. You didn't lock your doors. I'm at your door. Bing, bing. I have a knife. <laughs> bing, bing. Bing, bing. Bing, bing. Bing, bing is the tapping of the knife on the door. <laughs> so just like, you just show up. You're like, bing, bong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>